Hello, hello. It's another Sunday and it's the new episode time. This is Twisted Wicked Crime with me, Christina. So how is everyone? How was your week last week? I can't believe another week is over and the weekend's already over. I know I talk about this every week, but I'm still in shock every time. And I always just want one more day off. And especially after that nice long weekend last weekend, I hope everybody had a wonderful Memorial Day. We had a nice day. I made some oven-baked chili dogs and some homemade pasta salad. It was fabulous and yummy and delicious and all that good stuff, (laughs) all the bad stuff for you. That's really good. Um, I am recording this in the evening, or I should say at night again. Yay. So, you know, I have my beer, but um, my cat is also in the room with me and you're probably going to hear a bunch of noises because she's getting into everything right now. Uh, She's just under a year old, so you know how that goes. If you've ever had a kitten or a puppy, they just get into everything. I will say this weekend was a busy one for us, and um, I was going to bring you another case today. However, I'm going to save that episode for next week because I want to tweak some things on it um, after rereading through it. I wasn't quite thrilled with um, some of the things that I had written down, so I want to... Uh, I'm sorry. I apologize for that noise. She's knocking all kinds of stuff down off my dresser. So anyway, as I was saying, I'm going to, uh, save that for next week because I just want to tweak it a little bit, but I do want to talk today about a missing person who we're still trying to find. And this case didn't happen very long ago. It happened back in 2001. And I believe, just like her children, that she may not be alive, but we really honestly don't know. So I really want to get this out here, and I really hope that something comes up or someone knows something. The media on this case, I think, has kind of died down some since it first happened, and right now it's kind of unsolved at this point. We don't know if she's dead or alive, and Oh, speaking of which, has anybody seen that new Netflix documentary called Missing, Dead, or Alive? Wow, that's right up my true crime alley, but it's really good. And the reason I came across this case is it made me think of how there's probably a missing persons unit at every police department who specialize in missing persons. So my brain got to Googling and it got to Googling missing person cases. And I don't know if you all listen to Bailey Sarian, but I go down that Google rabbit hole like her sometimes. She's awesome, by the way. She does a murder mystery and makeup Mondays, and she does a dark history podcast. And I love both of them, but she goes down a Googling rabbit hole like me. And that's what happened to me. So I was Googling missing person cases because my brain was like, they got to have missing person units at every police department. And I came across some in the last three years or so. And this is when I came across Dee. So reading her story, I knew I had to cover this one. I feel like that was a lot of ramble uh, for that intro. I'm sorry, but we're going to get into it. So today we're talking about 52-year-old D. Ann Warner, who went missing from Franklin Township home 
without her car, money, or a passport. She just disappeared after an argument she had with her husband. Hmm. Sounds super suspicious in my mind, right? My mind always goes there after a missing person and an argument. Like something isn't adding up, right? Like she disappears after she has an argument with her husband. Now, I'm not saying he did anything. It's just weird that it happened right after they argued. Now, her kids and family members knew right away that something wasn't right. On Sunday mornings, it was tradition for Dee to have her daughter over for breakfast. And we will get there in the case, but I want to make mention of that since it was a red flag to them right away. The morning that she went missing. So all of them like started searching almost immediately and police believe this to be foul play by the man she married. I agree. It's just so strange. So let's talk about D and the day she went missing. On Sunday, April 25th, 2021, in the morning, so just over two years ago, Dee's older daughter, Raquel, and her children, so Dee's grandchildren, and Raquel's boyfriend arrive at her mother's home for Sunday morning breakfast. This was a weekly tradition for Raquel to go over to her mom's to have a nice breakfast with her mom, her stepdad, and her nine-year-old half-sister. This was a way for them to spend time together in their busy lives and before the busy work week ahead. Now, Dee was a love, and I mean that when I say that she was. She was all about her kids and grandkids. She would do anything for them. Now, they cooked the best home-cooked breakfasts of eggs, toast, bacon, juice, coffee, and maybe some pastries. That just sounds like the best Sunday morning ever, like... My husband is a huge breakfast fanatic, and he has a dream of, like, opening up his own breakfast restaurant someday, and I believe that could happen. Me, I love breakfast, but I can't eat it right when I wake up, so don't force it down my face because it hurts my tummy, hurts my tom-toms. So so anyway, when they did this on Sunday mornings um, after breakfast, Dee and her daughter would do the weekly grocery shopping together with her kids and grandkids. And I apologize that I got sidetracked, but my cat is getting into stuff. But this is just like warms my heart so much. This just sounds like so wholesome, like a nice hearty breakfast and then grocery shopping for the week. Now this Sunday morning, um, the home was just too quiet as Raquel enters. And she wonders where her mom, Dee, stepdad, Dale, and her little half-sister, Angelina, are at. Raquel doesn't find this too odd, as she just saw her mother the day before at a soccer game, and there was no mention of moving the time or canceling this breakfast. And she was wondering where they were, but thought they would be back soon. So Raquel started cooking because her and her kids were hungry. Cooking, she thinks they will walk through that door and that breakfast will be ready. Uh, Before she starts cooking, Raquel texts her mom, letting her know that They were there, and they're starting to cook breakfast and see her soon. She doesn't hear a response. As she's cooking breakfast, she notices out the kitchen window that both of Dee's vehicles are on the multi-acre property, and the Hummer that they own is in the garage. And Dee's car was next to the office building about 100 yards away. 
Raquel thinks her mom might be in the office. Now, this is a farming town with lots of fields and acres in southeast Michigan. So Raquel kind of found this odd. If her mom is in the office working, why wouldn't she pop over to say something like, hey, I'm working, I'm going to be a few minutes late, start without me. I mean, it is kind of weird, right? So Raquel sends her mom another text, but still no response. She then tried to call, but the phone went straight to voicemail, like it had been turned off. Now, this is a red flag to Raquel because Dee would never turn off her phone. She's a businesswoman who owns multi-companies with millions of dollars. So why would she have her phone off? She's also a mom of five kids and a grandmother. She can't just turn off her phone. Raquel quickly races over to the office, hoping to find her mom sitting at the desk there with a dead phone or just hoping she's there somewhere. She gets inside and the office is empty. And her gut tells her that something is seriously wrong. So she starts making calls to everyone she knows, friends, family, right away. She's asking all of them if they have heard anything from her And at this point, all she knows is all three of them are missing. Her mom, stepdad, and half-sister. No one has seen them or heard from them. So panic sets in as she knows her mom, Dee, is a social butterfly, full of life, and a big people person. Knows everyone type of person. Dee lived near immediate family and if something was wrong she would have went there but nope they haven't seen her either her older brother greg lives right across the street and that's when i say that she lived near immediate family now he learns that his sister is missing from raquel but he says he isn't worried he knows that she's a busy woman He sent her texts and calls, and after a couple hours, he was like, okay, this is not like her. She's super busy, but she always makes time for me. Her brother, she looked up to him in a business sense, and they had a very close bond, even though there was an 18-year gap between them. And he had so much love for his little sister, she would not go on without answering him. It's still Sunday, and it's been hours since they started looking for Dee. Then evening comes around, and Dale, Dee's husband, calls Raquel, asking if she has heard from Dee because he can't reach her. Raquel assumed that the three of them were together, and at this moment just feels sick to her stomach, as do I. I can't imagine that feeling, her thinking that all three of them are together to hear that Dale, her stepdad, is also looking for her mom, Dee. But Dale tells Raquel, I know where Angelina is, okay? She was picked up the night before for a sleepover from a family friend. Dale says he has no idea where Dee would be. And the last time that he saw her was that morning at 6.30 a.m. when he was leaving to go to work. And he saw her sleeping on the couch. So, okay, Dale said he saw her. This call with Raquel was very brief and short, and 
Raquel really wanted to know why Angelina was at a friend's the night before and why her mom was sleeping on the couch. Dale tells her that she's mad at me again and she's going to leave me, and then he hangs up. If Dee did leave Dale, why wouldn't she take her little sister with her? Now, see, Dee and Dale had a toxic relationship, nasty fights, and even domestic violence for years. Dee talked divorce several times, and every time she would leave after a nasty fight, she would take the kids with her. So this just makes no sense to Raquel and doesn't add up. Dee would, after these fights, taking all the kids off, moving out of the house, would move back in a couple days later after things cooled down. But the kids were always with her. So where was Angelina and why wasn't she with her mom if her mom left? Raquel said she never left us, so she would never leave Angelina. And I agree. That's just really, really weird. Like, why would she just up and leave without her daughter, right? And her cars are there. So how did she get around? And we'll, we'll kind of get there in a little bit. I'm telling you, the husband is suspicious. The husband is always a suspect, though, right? I mean, if you're into true crime like me, which you probably are because you're listening to a true crime podcast, <laughs> maybe you're just getting into it. Uh, I always feel like the husband or boyfriend did it because they usually do and sometimes not. But in this case, I do really feel that Dale <laughs> uh, did it. But Dale said he saw her on the couch at 6.30 a.m. And Raquel got to her mom's around 9. So sometimes, sometime, I'm sorry, I'm having a real problem with words today. And I was really hoping that throughout my day at work today, not being able to talk normal words, that I would be okay on this podcast. But here we are. I'm tripping up on my words. I apologize. I am human. <laughs> so let me try that again. Dale said he saw her on the couch around 6.30 a.m. and Raquel got to her mom's around 9. So sometime between 6.30 a.m. and 9 is when Dee vanished. Raquel and her siblings go to the office to look at the surveillance footage because they had surveillance cameras all over the property and all over the buildings. They looked at every camera on the property, looking at every single minute of them. And they found nothing except footage of Dee on Saturday the 24th, the night before her disappearance, at 7.42 p.m. walking the property. Not when Dale said she would have left. That's Sunday. Only Dale. Like, he, he was the only one to see her. Now, they can't prove that Dee left the property on her own since the last time she was seen on camera was the night before at 7.42 p.m. And this is when the friend picked up Angelina for a sleepover. So all that aligns up with what Dale said. They can't find her phone or anything. So it must be on her person, right? But her cars and passport were there. So Raquel and her siblings are starting to think that there is foul play. Greg... Dee's older brother, as I mentioned a little bit ago, being the protective and loving big brother, confronts Dale and he asks him, what the hell happened here? Dale then tells Greg the same story he told Raquel, only this time 
he gives a little more detail this time around. Uh, I apologize. My cat is distracting me. God, why when I try to record, there's like, she freaking, anyway, where was I? Okay. So Dale, or, you know, he confronts Dale asking him what the hell happened here. So Dale tells Greg the same story he told Raquel. And like I said, only with a little more detail this time around. So Dale tells Greg the night before on the 24th, the Saturday, him and Dee got into a very bad argument, a dispute about the business. And it happened in front of two of their employees. It's understood that Dee felt there was a bad business decision be made between them. And that's what led it up to it. Like Raquel and her siblings and Greg decided it was time to hire a private investigator. And they do, and they hire a guy named Billy Litter. Little. Now, he stated that Dee's trucking company that she solely owned financed $1 million in losses for Dale's agricultural, agricultural, agriculture, agriculture. That's the word. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why I'm having a hard time with that word. Business that he owns solely. So they're saying she lost millions of dollars to him, investing in him. Dale said they continued to fight at home and that Dee was very upset. He then did say that they worked it out before the end of the night. He said that he gave her a nice back massage on as she laid on the living room floor where she fell asleep. He said that she had a tough and rough day, so he didn't want to wake her and tell her to go upstairs. So he picked her up and he put her on the couch and he said this was around 10.30 p.m. And then he went upstairs or he went to bed. I don't know if there's an upstairs or not. I don't know why I said upstairs. I just feel like in all these stories, there's an upstairs. And I feel like because they have like a farming place that it's upstairs. We're just picturing stairs, so let's go with it. <laughs> then he said the next morning he left for work around 6.30 a.m. And as he was walking out, he said Dee was snoring away on the couch. And then a few hours before Raquel and her family show up, he said Dee must have taken off after he left. Now, she has long gone, is what he says. Like, she returned... He returned from work and saw her wedding ring on the desk, which he took as a sign of the marriage was over. So he, he said she took off. Dale, as he's telling Greg this, has the ring in his pocket and then takes it out. And he starts bouncing it in the palm of his hand, like nonchalantly. That's a very odd behavior. Like, if my wife was missing, if I was a man, or my husband was missing, I would not be acting this way. I mean, everybody grieves and handles things differently in their own way, but it's just weird. It's weird behavior. Now, with all this information, still nothing is adding up right. Raquel and Greg ask him where would she have gone off to and how would she have gotten there if her cars were still there, but she has no money and no passport. Dale replies to them and says, she went away on her own and she probably ran off with somebody richer than me and took off to another country. 
okay, well, how would she do this if she doesn't have her passport? Lies, dude, Dale, you're lying. Billy Little, the private investigator, had some thoughts on this, and he discussed it with uh, Dateline's Josh, Josh Manikowitz, I think is how you say it. And this is what he had to say to Dateline about it. So Billy said, he's told me she's probably in Mexico or Jamaica. She must have flown off with some guy who had more money than him. And then she, she suggests that she ran off with another unnamed man because he never mentioned any man's name. And they went to Australia. Okay. All right. How would she do this? Now, Josh from Dateline replies, there's no evidence that she went to Australia, Jake, Jamaica, or Mexico. She would have to use her passport, which she doesn't have. Thank you. We all are in agreement with this. Billy replies with, correct. So that's what we know at this point. Does anyone believe a word that is coming out of Dale's mouth? I sure don't, and the family doesn't. I know that much. Dee would not take off without telling someone, and she wouldn't just leave her daughter Angelina at home. Greg tells them that we need to call the police immediately, and they give Dale the opportunity to file a missing persons report himself. But Dale doesn't seem concerned at all with his Dee's wife's Dee, his wife's disappearance, and said he'll do it later. That is just so fucking strange. Dale said he would just do it in the morning after he took Angelina to school. Okay, that isn't enough. It just needs to be done right away. Like, this can't wait. Like, the first 48 hours are so crucial in a missing persons case. If anybody watches any missing persons case, watch that. Missing Dead or Alive on Netflix. It's not a plug. I'm not getting sponsored. Like, anybody knows that, right? So, Raquel said that they went to her brother's house and all the kids called to file her uh, a report for her missing. And it's not very long until a deputy from Linaway County Sheriff's Department arrives at Dee and Dale's house where they officially filed a missing persons report. The authorities did speak with Dale and he told them the same story that he told Raquel and the other kids. They believed this story to be unbelievable as well. Since her cars were still there, now, the next day, a detective follows up with Dale and the kids, and he starts poking around the property and, and the home, hoping to find something, anything, to point anything to her leaving, or sadly, even worse, just anything. What happened to Dee? Nothing mm-hmm. that was helpful came up. Mm-hmm. They decided that... The last person to see Dee was the family friend who picked up Angelina the night before. And then, of course, Dale supposedly that morning. Now, as news spreads around this farmer town, it has people shaken. And it's also the biggest news story they've had in years. It's a small little farmer town. Also, since Dee and Dale were major people in the farming world, like they were a big dynasty, okay? There were helicopters, dogs, and drones, and even search parties were formed to search every acre of Dee and Dale's property. Dale agreed to this, but then two hours into the search, he said, 
nope, I no longer agree to this and for everybody to get the fuck off of his property. I don't know if he said fuck. I just feel like this man is an angry man and I feel like he killed his wife. Seriously. Why would he do this? What is he hiding? What did he do? He had to do something. Now he said they need to get a warrant and he had to get back to work. Well, luckily it only took a few hours for a judge to approve the warrant and they were back out there. But at this point, it was dark when they returned that evening. Greg, seeing this from his home, because obviously, like I said, he lived across the street, had some frustrations as the dark was prohibiting them from probing the ground and searching. I guess they had some like radar detector thing that was in the ground to track like any traces of her. But nothing was found. Was it because they were searching at night in the dark? Would something have been found if it was light out? At this point, they obtained Dee's phone records, medical reports, bank transactions, just everything they can find that maybe would have some kind of trail to her. Now, they see that the last text that was sent from Dean's phone at 11.52 p.m. on Saturday the 24th, the night of the fight and the night that Dale said he went to bed, at 10.30 after Dee fell asleep on the floor. Interesting. So Dale said that he went to bed at 10.30 and that Dee was sleeping. Well, her phone clearly says that she sent a text at 10.52 p.m. So, suspicious. Okay. Now, after Dee fell asleep on the floor, like I said, so nothing adds up, it shows that her phone goes offline a few hours later after that text, like late in the night or early morning of the 25th, and no contact since anywhere. Her face hasn't popped up, and there's no bank activity. So how does someone just run away or leave without money and leave their wedding ring with a huge diamond on it behind, which is something she could have pawned for money? Her brother Greg said she's very bougie and she wouldn't go anywhere. She wouldn't just leave without money along without her daughter, as I mentioned several times, but she's not the campy type. Nobody really is. I'm just kidding. There's a lot of people that like camping. Don't come at me. I'm not that girl. So this doesn't add up again. And Dale does. I don't understand why they haven't arrested this man yet. They questioned everyone she knew leading up to her disappearance. And everyone that they talked to said she was distraught and determined to end their marriage with Dale for good. There are three reasons that show this. So the first reason um, that show this was that Dee had an eyelash extension appointment. appointment. Why can't I talk right now? No, it's not the beer. I'm only on my second one. Goodness gracious, Christina, get it together. So she had an eyelash extension appointment the day before she disappeared. And when she arrived at this appointment, she was crying and very upset about the disagreement with Dale. Now, the eyelash tech told her that her eyelashes would not stick if she was crying with her swollen eyes. So she helped calm Dee down. And then during the appointment... Dale called, and the tech asked, would you like to answer that? Then Dee replies to the tech, 
That's a big fucking nope. Wow. D is pissed at Dale. That makes me nervous. So, when she was finished with this appointment, she scheduled a follow-up appointment before leaving. So why would she do that if she was taking off and leaving? Now, Dee was also supposed to pick up a ring she purchased and a generator in the next week. So this makes police very skeptical of Dale's story. Which, why would Dee be making plans for the future? Why put things on your calendar? Now, the second reason is the day before her disappearance, she told her friend Amy about the fight. And there's text evidence of this. And here's what they said. Amy called Dee and then Dee replied to her with a text saying, I can't be on the phone. I've been throwing up and hyperventilating. Amy texts back and says, you need to leave him. Are you okay? Do you need me to come over? Dee replies, no, I just have to make a change. My kids have all talked to me today. They can't stand to see me this way. So reason number three is a conversation Dee had with her daughter Raquel the night before she disappeared. This all happens the night before. She said that her mom said that she watches Dateline every night and that she told Raquel that he could do something like that to me. And then the next day she disappears. And since she went missing, the Linaway Sheriff's Department put together a task force. Oh my gosh, hey, I was just saying that earlier. They do do that everywhere. They do have like a missing units person. They may not call it that, but they definitely put a task force together. (laughs) Now, this task force consisted of uh, the Michigan State Police and the FBI. And they searched, they have been searching, even to this day, every couple months. And every couple months, there's more searches take place. And as of last year, over 4,000 acres of land have been searched. That is crazy to me that they have not found anything. Now, they did unearth her keys, so there's that. But no body, nothing, no signs of where D is. There's no activity in hospitals. There's no activity on the bank accounts. Now, the family's private investigator, Billy, did seem to have something uncover. He found some heavy track marks, like a tractor or a, with a JCB loader, and it shows these tracks going up to Dale and Dee's home on the same day that she disappeared. I don't know how they can tell like when those marks were made. That's just crazy to me. I think that's what a JCB loader is. I don't know. Maybe that's part of a tractor. I don't know. I live in Arizona. We have cactus, okay? We don't have farms. I don't know. Yeah, we have ugly cactus. Okay, don't come at me. People think cactus is beautiful, but I've lived in Arizona my whole life, and I think it's caca. Okay. Now, Billy stated that friends of Dale that he talked to said that Dale told and talked to them about killing Dee months before she went missing. Hmm. He's telling his friends this. And then Dell tells his friends they will never find her body. Haha, <laughs> karma. I hope karma. 
okay, gets him. And she has what's coming to her, is what he said. You know what? I hope you have what's coming to you, and I hope karma bites you big time in the ass. Because he's never been arrested, but he's been a person of interest this whole time. And he's been interviewed a lot. Dale refuses to speak to the media or anyone, really. And he only talks through his lawyer. And his lawyer stated that he misses and loves his wife very much. And their daughter, Angelina, misses her mother. And that he hopes that one day soon he will hear from his wife. What a load of crap. Raquel and the rest of Dee's kids don't believe a word of this. They don't believe that Dale didn't do it. I I just, like, I can't with them. Like, I can't with him. I just, he's so full of lies. Now, her kids don't believe that she's coming back, and they've been fighting to declare her dead. And rightfully so, I think she is dead, as sad as that is. And I do have hope out there. Maybe she's out there and hiding somewhere and getting help from somebody because she's so afraid of Dale. I really hope that's the case. But like her kids, I feel like she's dead and they just want to put this behind them. D is five foot, four inches tall, 140 pounds with brown hair and blonde highlights and beautiful green eyes. She is greatly missed and loved by her kids and grandkids. And they're still hoping for an arrest to be made or some answers. They're exhausted and just want to know what happened to their mom. If you live in that area and know anything, please contact the Lenaway Police Department or the Michigan State Police. Any leads help at all. And I apologize for that noise. My cat is driving me crazy. I don't understand. Every time I try to record, it's my kid, it's my husband, it's my cat. Can I just like go away to another location for like two hours and just record my podcast like off campus, as the kids say, off campus, out of house? Like I know my cat doesn't need to use the bathroom. She's just being a poopy butt. She knocked a bunch of stuff off the dresser. Sorry, I'm just angry at that. So if you know anything, please contact the Lenaway Police Department or the Michigan State Police. We are still trying to find D. And I hope that we find her alive. I really, really do. And I will kind of watch this case as well as the other one that I mentioned to you. Um, to see if there's any new development. But right now, it's the same. There's just... They'd have nothing. They have no evidence against Dale. They have no body. They have nothing. Nothing to go off. So we pray for Dee's family. And we pray for Dee wherever she is. Or may she rest in peace. And you know where to find me. At Twisted Wicked Crime. The pod at Insta. And you can email me. If you want to send me case suggestions at Twisted Wicked Crime, the podcast at gmail.com. And for now, that's it. That's all I have. I This is a tough case to end on. I don't have, I mean, none of these cases have a happy ending, but I don't have any 
resolution on this one, no trial, nothing like that. But I hope everybody stays happy, stays healthy, makes good choices, and most importantly, stays alive. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Thank you.